Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. listening to episode 116 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. I'm Matthew. And I'm Scarlett. And I am Ryan. Uh, we definitely uh, encourage uh, to participate in the pro- program. Uh, the easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. And you can find us on Instagram at HOV Podcast. Uh, you can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. That's T-H-E-F-U-C-H-I-A-L-A-D-Y. And I've been out of commission for the last week because... My Instagram crashed, but it's back up and running now. So maybe you'll hear something from me. You can also send us an email at hvpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 231-846-8420. And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And you can find us in Ritual Studio today. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, so I I I do want to make make one little comment. Um, in the last in our last episode, I said it would be the last one before Comic Con. Um, I, I obviously Oops. that's not the case. I didn't have a calendar right in front of me, <laughs> so um, <laughs> mea culpa. <laughs> and so you get so you get so you get an ex- extra episode before. Con- I, I, Bonus. Don't, I don't know. Bonus. So Comic Con <laughs> is not over because it hasn't begun no. yet. No, yes. no, no. Yes. That's that's next weekend next weekend (laughs) and so and anyway we like to start off every show with our uh moments of squeeze so uh what uh what what was your uh moment scarlet i actually have a couple of them um no you get one (laughs) 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 no i can't choose Um, no soup for you next <laughs> the first thing I want to do is I want to say hi to my friend River. Hi, River. Um, and then um, probably my moment of squee was I found out that I'm getting a promotion at work um, of sorts, which is good and um, gives me a little more stability too. Um, and my other moment of squee was probably finding out that I um, I'm not completely losing my hearing. Um, I went to an audiologist and uh, it's pretty much my, my hearing's pretty normal. So almost normal, not completely. It is falling off and I'm, um, they want me to come back in a year and have it tested. But so far, so good. Everything looks good. And I didn't have any infection or anything in my ears. And so that's a good thing. That was my moment of squee. Combined. <laughs> yes. With our moments combined. <laughs> <laughs> we are... Ca- wait. <laughs> <laughs> what so, about you, Matthew? So, uh, as far as personally, uh, I don't really have too many 
uh, too many things that are coming up, but uh, just off the top of my head for moments of squee. But I will say that one very good moment of squee that I saw this week was for after 43 years, the Washington Capitals won their first ever Stanley Cup. Uh, growl. <laughs> I was rooting for the Knights, but it was it was a great final. Um, it was. Uh, the Capitals won the series four games to one. Alex Ovechkin finally was able to uh, lift the lift Lord Stanley's cup, and just to see the joy on his face, it was it really was just a remarkable scene for for someone who has always been consistently compared to uh, uh, Sidney Crosby in his career. Well, since they came into the league in 2005, Mm -hmm. well, is Alex Ovechkin ever going to win the Stanley Cup? Sidney Crosby's won three cups and done all this other stuff. What about him? Well, it's over. The conversation's over. He's Mm -hmm. a Stanley Cup champion now. And he said at the start of training camp, and I quote, we are not going to be suck this year. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bona fide that, that's Alex a Ovechkin quote. quote. <laughs> we are not going to be suck this year. And he was right. You're a, you're yeah, a Stanley Cup yeah. champion. And he even said it in his postgame. We are we were not going to be suck this year. And he's not. And the, the joy on his face just shows that how hard you work for something, even mm-hmm. after years of frustration and mm-hmm. coming ever so close and not getting there and then finally getting there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a story that so many people can identify with, uh, even, you know, for non non athletes mm-hmm. to say, well, you could, if you, you know, working hard and finding uh, success through failure mm-hmm. it is, it's just, it's just great. And I think that was just, I'm just really happy. And I'm, I, I've said it many times that, you know, people know where I stand in terms of hockey. So, the Capitals aren't my number one team, but I, I was, uh, it was, I was, I was really happy to see Ovechkin win. So that's my moment of squee, and congratulations and, to the Washington Capitals. And, and they played Ovechkin. very well. They, it was a good game to watch. So it wasn't, it wasn't a blowout or anything like that. And it was just, it was a fun series to watch. It was a very fun series. Uh, it was a surprising series, and nobody expected the Capitals to get there. Certainly, nobody expected Vegas to be there. So to see a brand new, fresh storyline that isn't the same old tired, well, is somebody going to make another run at the Stanley Cup? You didn't hear the tiredness in trying to hype this this year's playoffs. Especially, yeah, here's Detroit again. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the Pittsburgh Penguins trying to repeat. And with all due respect to the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, you're a great team and all. Yeah, you, you, you won your first bet, you know, first back-to-back championship since Detroit did it 20 years ago. Fine. Great. You're good. <laughs> You've had your time and we're happy for you. But we also want to see other teams in there to mm-hmm. say that, hey, well, you can write your happy ending as well. And and that's what both uh, franchises did with Washington being able to get their first one and Vegas saying, hey, welcome to the NHL. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Don't count on making the final every year, Vegas. Yeah, no kidding. It, it'll take some time. It'll take some time to come back. But, hey, you're, the fans there, and I saw them firsthand, the, the fans are going to be lifelong fans. 
So this was probably the best run outside of winning the cup that they could have mm. ever hoped for. Right. Now, how, how many uh, cups has the the uh, Washington fran- franchise won in all its history? This is the first one. Oh, wow. First Stanley Cup in the entire existence of the franchise since they came in 43 years ago. First Stanley Cup. Wow. So Well earned. Well earned. Yeah, well no earned. kidding. Yeah. And and I and it wasn't that I just was watching and I was just hoping for the I always root for the underdog. I always root for the underdog. So that's why I was rooting for the Knights. <laughs> well, they're bo- essentially they're both underdogs. They both right. you know, yeah. Vegas, of course, <laughs> they're new. Washington has never won. They could never get over. They can never get past the uh, the looming hurdle that was Mark Andre Fleury playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins with Crosby and Malkin. And now it's like, oh, he's got to do. He's got to do it again to get past Mark Andre Fleury, just wearing a different, a different jersey in a different city. <laughs> yeah, but that was fun to watch. I only got to, I only got to watch the first playoff game, um, all the way through, but it was a good game. It definitely was a good game, and I could tell they're a good team. So they they earned it, even if if, if they weren't the team that I was rooting for, they still earned it. It, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, the, the final, the playoffs at large and the final are, are places where new hockey fans can, um, this is where they, they're, they're born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote a piece on this on Burgundy Rainbow. That's why I say that. So <laughs> check it out. Uh, but the playoffs are, and are what they call the real season. You play 82 games to get to this point And then it's whoever gets in 16 teams, it's up in the air. Anybody has a chance. And that's that's true. Anybody has a chance to do it. Yeah, once you get to that point, yeah. And Vegas is a great example. I mean, they had a great season, but I certainly didn't expect them to make it to the final. I had them mm-hmm. out in the first round. I won't say how much four games, but <laughs> I, I was like, well, I'll eat, you know, I'll, I'll eat crow on that one and say I was very, very wrong. But you know, they they earned their trip to the final. They really okay. did. Just as much as the Avs earned their trip to make it to the playoffs, and both teams were not expected to be there, and they made it in. Washington was not expected to get past the Penguins again, and they did, and they won. And you want to see stories like that? You want to see these? You want to root for those under underdogs, or uh, if it's your hometown team and you follow the hometown team, you definitely want to follow your team and hope they do well. So. It was a really, it was just a really awesome final, a really good playoffs, and now we get to wait until the draft here later this month, and then a long line on the horizon until training camp, <laughs> <laughs> unless you count free agency in July, which is always fun. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So a moment of squeeze, Stanley Cup, Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> congratulations! You are not suck. <laughs> so, so yeah, and uh, well, with with mine's my, mine's kind of like way uh, off of those two, but um, <laughs> I I had I I was gifted a like a blender slash food processor like some time ago, and it's been <laughs> it's it's, in, it's pretty much been sit, sitting like exactly where it was 
placed, placed when I yeah. when I t- took it out of the box. <laughs> um, I, I am I am not much of a cook. Uh, I am not I am not I, I am not uh, saying in that I am a bad cook. It's just that I do not enjoy cooking, <laughs> and uh, and so it's just. You know, I'm not a big, you know, so, but uh, I, de- I decided, you know what, um, I'll, you know, go, so, so I, um, for, I'm, I'm uh, trying to get uh, on with uh, more, more of a Mediterranean di- diet, uh, which involves a lot of fruit and a lot of vegetables. And so, you know, I've, I've been using uh, um, Amazon Fresh most, mostly just because, you know, I can, you know, I don't, first, first off, I haven't had a car in three years. <laughs> so uh, going to the gro- grocery store to, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's a big time suck. <laughs> so I, so I just use Am- Am- Amazon Fresh, you know, and it doesn't like cost me like, too much more than than you know if I had just gone over to you know well the cost you about the same in gas time energy yeah, yeah exactly so I just so um so I I've you know been order, ordering more and more fruits and I'm like uh, and uh there there have been a few few times where you know they i i just don't get to some <laughs> and so i'm like all right let's let's try use let's try using this so i started um uh well i i call it a fruit slurry it's it's thicker than a fruit smoothie because <laughs> i just you know just like oh, i'll stick this in there this in there and so it's been it's been fun kind of like i well i've you know it's Fun, kind of like thro- throwing like different combinations together, and and so um, it's and um, so I mean I don't I don't filter out and anything. So um, it, it's, it's essentially it's you know pre pre masticated fruit, which that doesn't sound that that sounds a lot less appetizing than it actually is. <laughs> pre chewed <laughs> for easy digestion. <laughs> But but yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not juicing it, you know. So I, I'm keeping all of the fiber and all and all of the uh, and all, all the nu- nutrients and everything. I'm just mixing it, violently mixing it together. <laughs> so so that so that so that that was my moment of squeeze. So um, and actually actually um, kind of going into a food food re- food related topic. Um, I I do want want to uh, what uh, which, uh and Anthony Bourdain is no longer with us, and um, so I I just kind of wanted to. I mean I'm I I. I would. I was familiar with his work. I would not say that I was a fan of his work necessarily. Not not pe- not because I, you know, I. I didn't like. Not because I didn't like. It, it just. Uh, I'm not a big foodie. <laughs> so I, I think that's. I think that's the term. I don't. I don't know. Whatever you say, premasticator. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the. I like show title. I like the idea of what he did. Um, you know, traveling around, trying new foods, try and not only that, um, they they were playing a part of an interview that he did 
two or three years ago. And he was talking about it's more, he's more, he was more empathetic to other cultures and, um, food is such a big part of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so in, in different cultures, they do different foods and he was always willing to try new things. And some of the things he ate, I'm just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I would not do that. But he did it and he, and he didn't even flinch and it was a respect issue. And he understood that food brings people together. And, um, I just, I had a lot of respect for what he did. Um, I, I didn't, I wouldn't call myself a fan because I don't watch food shows so much. Now I used to, I used to, I used to watch, you know, Iron Chef and, you know, some of those other. That's not his head over here. (laughs) (laughs) I love, you know, there, there's some shows that I really enjoy watching. So if it's playing, I'll play, you know, I'll watch it. Um, I'm into America's kitchen right now, test kitchen. That's what it's called, where they take different recipes and they try different things. And I like watching that kind of thing. So, but I'm not a huge foodie. Um, Now, Peter, he watches those same shows and he's got his notebook out and he's writing down ideas. So for him, it's much, and he enjoys cooking. That boy loves being in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. That boy loves being in the kitchen. But... Um, so when we're trying to change our diet and he's trying to do, you know, Hey, there are some foods, you know, lunch, lunch items, that kind of thing, um, that he wants me to try. He's really into that creating in the kitchen. So for him, it's a totally different thing, but he's the one who told me about Anthony Bourdain and not only that he died, but, um, how he died. And if you don't know, he, he committed suicide. Um, and they were doing a they were doing a story on the news about in the last two weeks he's the seventh celebrity to commit suicide. Oh wow! So there's more. There's something else going on. It's it's um, systemic, and they don't exactly know what the connection is, and um, it it just it. It's worrisome when you actually think of it that way. And there was a, a purse designer, I cannot think of her name. She committed suicide like Kate two Spade. days. Be- Thank you. Kate Spade. Kate Spade, yeah. Two days before he did. Um, so, and they don't, they have no idea. Does she? There was a suicide note, but they don't, they're not sharing that. Um, but leaving behind children. And he, he actually, they had a clip of Anthony Bourdain where um, he did a People magazine piece where he said, said he had suicidal ideations. And yet he didn't think he would ever go through it because he's in a happy place and he has a child. He has to think of them. And it, it's not, he doesn't, he didn't know if he would ever do that. Um because he's in a much happier place because he's happy. And, and, but when you struggle with depression and you don't have an outlet for it, or you keep it inside and you have to put on this blockade of, mm-hmm. you know, everything's cool. Cause 
I'm going to be on camera and I just have to stuff that. That has to be torture for somebody. And I always, when I hear about, when I hear about a suicide, I just think what drives that? Um, so my heart goes out to him and his family or, you know, on both ends. So. And I, I, I am, I, I'm def- definitely a fan of tra- travel shows, but I don't watch travel shows to see foreign foods. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what, what you said ab- about, uh, uh, as far as like food, food and food and culture and, and, and how, how the way that we prepare foods uh, so, like how we ex- like expressing ourselves culturally in the way that that we prepare foods. It reminds so. it reminds me of uh, the movie like Water for Chocolate. It's a it's a Spanish movie, and it's also titled. But it's about this woman who she expresses her emotions through her food, and then when people eat her food, they experience what she was feeling when she made that, and. Um, I highly recommend that movie, by the way. But just, you know, I think that it is. is that food is such a center of all cultures, but especially the American culture, that, you know, we don't have the sit-down family meals. Um, that's rare. It's just a rarity that you don't have that. Um, there are people who do, like, Sunday meeting, you know, Sunday mm-hmm. Sunday meals where every Sunday they get together or one day a week they get together and they have those family meals. So we're still trying to preserve a lot of that. But the everyday just... I, th- I think that's I think that's pretty common in mo- in most ur- urban areas though. I think once you get out, you know, once you get into more r- r- more rural and small towns, I think that kind of starts to change though. Yeah, it's just unfortunate um, because that is such a it is such a driving force to bring people together. What's your opinion? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is that. <laughs> so there is something to be said because what you uh, talking about food and other cultures and bringing people together got me thinking, and I wanted to ask you, Ryan, you years ago. Mm-hmm. I won't say how many years, but years ago you were in Spain. Yes. So you got to see how that culture and its food culture were like. So how did that compare? I know we had talked about this mm-hmm. long ago, but how did that compare to what we see here stateside? Um, well, um, in, in, in Spain they have the siesta. Where you, if you if you go out in into town, you know you'll see all the shops are closed between like three and six <laughs> because everybody's gone home to take a nap, and 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 they you usually um, the um they they have they have a in Spain they have a. Uh, Specific verb, verb uh, tapear, and it means to go essentially bar hopping and taste like have different snacks, and and um, and they they usually have actually have din- have dinner actually later, like eight p.m. is considered very early to have dinner, hmm. 
and there there were a num there were a number of uh nights where i'd um i'd be in, you know in in my ho- hostel like ch- chilling out or whatever and you know i hear pe- people walking down down the wa- walking down the street that now this is at like 11 11 30 and i see they're all like you know gr- they're all gray bald bald balding and you know they're th- from from what I could tell, they're at least, you know, they look to be in their 60s. And here, here they are, you know, they weren't like on like walkers. <laughs> you know, they were walking. And then I'm like, okay, so they, they're, I, they, they got, you know, I think they're doing something right here. But, um, I think I'm getting away from your original question. <laughs> but, uh, one, uh, two, two of my, uh, Favorite uh, di- dishes uh, was were was the uh, was the ham. Um, it's what was it? Um, it's uh, cured ham, and they have they um, have like different like levels, like they like they stop curing it at what you know the, at. Um, I, I think that's what the process is, is that some have just been cured longer and you, you can, you can just taste and, you know, like with, with, first off, it's incredibly delicious. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember for like months after I came back, I found, I was I, looking for some kind of semblance of what it's been. There's just, nothing here at least here at least here in colorado um i there there might be some places in 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 new york or or something that might but yeah anyway but you with with each bite you you can you can definitely taste the the hours of like of the you know farmer kind of help you know taking taking care of taking care of the Taking care of the the pigs and you know being meticulous about the conditions in what in which it's cured and you know paying paying attention to when to you know certain things so so that you know you know so that so that it cure, cures properly and and so you can you can definitely t- taste the 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 man the man hours that 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 was put 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 in place behind this and it. You know, and it, it just, uh, just me explaining that just totally, uh, is totally dichotomous to what, to what, what we find here in the U.S., where it's a, it's a lot more production line. And, um, uh, there, and the, I, I remember another, another d- dish that I remember quite fo- fondly is paella. And what is it? It is sa- saffron rice with, um, you, the most popular one is like with, with mussels, shrimp, or, or, um, or what's, I, I forget what the larger one is, but, um, tr- or some, and, uh, and, and other spices, but I've, I've seen some, some with uh with chicken and 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 and, and other vet vegetables and over there it's kind it's kind of like bar- barbecue over here in that everybody has their own idea of who does the best paella 
<laughs> okay. But they don't get into those into those are you know those arguments of like oh it's Joe, it's Joe's barbecue you don't know <laughs> you know there's and, no bravado about yeah yeah there's no bravado it's like oh really he you know Jose has uh, yeah that's you know it, it's a lot more you know um, it's, uh, amenable <laughs> so but um, but yeah um, hopefully I answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think so. Just because <laughs> twenty minutes later, because <laughs> there there's something to be said about the level of uh, care and in the creation of of food, like you mentioned in Spain and here, and just like you recently touched upon the production value of it. So, and to go to what uh, you said, Scarlett, about we don't get the families to be around to have those family dinners anymore. It's just that there's no, this is going to be a very, uh, this is going to be hyperbole in a sense. There's no intimacy when it comes to how we create meals. Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you just go a few blocks down the street, you're going to run into fast food chain after fast food chain. Maybe you'll find one mom and pop shop. Yeah. Mm. Fast food chain, coffee shop, fast food chain, you name it. There. It's our our food culture is related to is it revolves around convenience mm-hmm. and right. not care, right. not intimacy. And that's a real shame. I remember growing up, my mom not see my mom I was I was sort of a latchkey kid, but not really. My mom made sure that I came home and she was there within a couple hours. Um and she was always in the kitchen. She was trying to get me to come into the kitchen. And I had no desire. My brother, on the other hand, he was always there helping my mom. And my brother is a damn good cook. I could care less about cooking. Um, even when I was a housewife, and that's all I did was cook and clean. And um, I did it, and I put some love into it when I did it. But it was never something I enjoyed. It was never something – I always saw it as a duty. This is something I have to do. So when I got divorced, I actually made a conscious decision. I ain't doing this no more, and I don't. I don't cook. But I'm trying to kind of change the way I think because when you make your own meals, first of all, you have control over what goes in your food and how – and what you do with it. I guess that that and and there is some creativity there and mm-hmm. there is some and I kind of like that when I get into it but I have to be in a certain mindset or but just the day-to-day drudge I don't like it now I for for some odd reason I enjoy cooking when I'm camping but like when I, when I go which well I it's been quite a while since I've been camping but um but I I don't go out and get the prepackaged stuff I actually you know buy, buy stuff that you know in, in ingredients and whatnot so um I, yeah I don't it's know. kind of it I think it's a different mindset that and and that's just something that. It, it, I think a lot of people kind of, okay, we're going to go do something different, so let's do something different. And the fast food and everything is just convenient. Convenience. And it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Look, 
it, we have obesity epidemic. Um, and a lot of it is because people don't take the time to meal plan and eat healthier and make those choices. Some people just don't have the time. And it just... A lot of people don't. And it's unfortunate. It's just... it's And cooking for one person, I don't like cooking for myself. Um, because I, f- I find that mm-hmm. pointless. Because I could care less. So it's kind of a... It's a catch-22 for me. And to that, I, I, I don't enjoy cooking a lot. But I find that there's... I find a sense of accomplishment and a sense mm-hmm. of pride when... I decide, hey, I think I'm going to try to make this, even if it's something, a, a simple recipe that, it, you know, like like the best one I can come off the top of my head is tacos, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you make your tacos and if you're only cooking for yourself, you know, presentation doesn't necessarily have to be everything. Right. But when you, you know, you shred that lettuce and you, you know, dice the tomato and you season your ground beef or your fish or your chicken or whatever and you cook all that stuff and then you make that all of that come together and you're like the, you took that time to put some love into your dinner for yourself and that is probably mm-hmm. an aspect of self-care that we right. don't really yeah. realize instead of just like well tear off the foil and you know hit heat for two minutes mm-hmm. right so, does it taste good? Sure, but like when you know you, there's that labor of love, I guess is the yeah. phrase I'm looking for here. Of even just doing a simple recipe it doesn't necessarily have to be a five course dinner, right? But even something just as simple as just making yourself, uh, you know, some tacos or something. That's I've gotten into like that. Uh, making uh, wraps. I've I enjoy making. A chicken and vegetable wrap, where we grilled the we may have grilled the vegetables the day before, and it's just it's right there. All you got to do is stick it together. Yeah, and I enjoy doing that, even though it's not that complicated. It's just it's making that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I did this instead of picking up Taco Bell on the way home, which is so much easier, and you know that, that kind of thing. So, I think it is self care, but I also think it's a it's a it is a mental thing, and it's also an emotional thing that, hey, I did good today. I made a good choice, and I did this for myself, and I did this. So I think there's definitely something to be said for that. In doing that, and I, I can say this for both because, you know, I've, you know I've made some, I made tacos for myself, and I felt pretty accomplished about what I made. And then there's the other aspect of things where I just want to go and get myself that $5 pizza, mm-hmm. and I eat it all. Yeah. At once. <laughs> and it seems like the greatest idea in the world when you're on your way to go get the pizza and bringing it home. And, and then the next morning. Not even the next morning. <laughs> once you're done, once that last bite is done, you're like, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah. So there's something to be, yeah. And I think, again, it, it goes back to self-care, self-love. Just making, even making a better choice. Hey, okay, I'm too tired to cook. I have to go pick something up. Instead of pizza, maybe I want, you know, I'll go get a salad with some chicken on it or something like that that's a little better choice. Um, Yeah, and I like salad. So 
It's not it, everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. But I have to be in the mood for it too. Right. So exactly. It's, so if, if there is, so if I have to tell myself, okay, you're going to have a salad tonight. You got I kind of have to psych myself up to actually do it if I'm not in the mood for it. But then once I do it, I may not like those first few bites. I wish I had something else to eat. But it's like, once you're done, it's like, okay, you did it for yourself. You had something healthy. Now go, now go to Burger King. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. At the end of the week, you can do that. <laughs> right, right. Instead of, or limit, you know, okay, I'm addicted to, this is going to sound really stupid to some people, but I really like a good breakfast burrito from 7-Eleven, believe it or not. They have the green chili and bacon and egg. I like that, but I only do it once or twice a week. I've limited instead of every day. I limit, you know, I don't think you have to cut out what you enjoy. I don't think right. you have to cut out fast food. If you like a burger, we were talking um, Peter's family. His his brother is a vegetarian. And we were talking about some of his dietary choices. And his sister just looked at him and said, I'm sorry. I couldn't do that. I have to have a Big Mac occasionally. There's just something about a Big Mac she enjoys. More power to her. But they've also started to do like the paleo diet. So they 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 don't eat a lot of carbs. They eat more meat, but they don't eat a lot of carbs. And they're careful about what kind of meat they eat and that kind of thing. So I think all, and basically what his brother said is, hey, this is what makes me feel good. But whatever works for other people, I'm not going to judge somebody for their dietary choices. They have to do what works for them. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. And I thought that, that was, rather than him get, trying to defend his his life choice, because he's been a vegetarian for a couple of years now, um, instead of defending that, he just says, this works for me. And... Um, and all his sister was saying is, we're power to you. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, and they either. didn't get into a big fight about it. It was just like, I don't know how you do it. So, and that, believe me, that's a big improvement over what would have happened maybe a year ago. Because he would have got defensive and they mm. would have got into an argument. And it was just, it, and he just said, no, this is just something that I do. And I thought that was pretty cool. So. Whatever works, but it is a form of self-care because your body really is a temple and what you put in it is what you're going to get out. You are what you eat. If you eat crap, you're going to feel like crap. (laughs) I mean, face it. I mean, it's your operating fuel, (laughs) you know, so. But I've been a lot more conscientious, not that necessarily I change a lot, but I'm more conscientious about, okay, I could have A or I could have B. Well, that's step one. And I think just being conscientious is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I think in late March, I went on, I went on, I think on a, a three-week salad kick for like every few days where I was just trying to just get more green stuff mm-hmm. into my diet. And I got away from that for a little bit, but now I, there's a, a there's a, a, a smoothie place, which shall remain nameless, that's uh, within a relatively easy uh, commute from where I work now, uh-huh. and 
I've done some, I've done a little bit of research on their options there, and I've tried to pick the healthiest options they have available. So, because I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not very good about getting fruits into my diet like I, I need to be. So I'm trying to pick the healthier, healthier smoothie options that give me more fruit uh, servings of fruit in my diet uh, throughout the throughout the week. And on top of that, it's like I don't need to get the 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 super mono omega size smoothie, right? Because then you're you might have too much of a good thing, like naturally occurring sugar. That's not always going to be good mm-hmm. if it's going to be in a large dose. So, and if you if you get a smoothie every day, that, that's money out of your wallet. So, yeah. get the, get a smaller size. Maybe don't go as often, or make your own, or make your own exactly <laughs> with your right. your you know food buster deluxe uh, four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I so, don't yeah. know. It's the 5,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize the 5,000s were out. It's the top of the line. Come on. It's been sitting there. It's brand new. <laughs> wow, that was a weird topic. <laughs> I think it was one that we needed to have. Yeah. Because I think it's all inter- interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, after after that kind of like rickety and ending to uh, <laughs> to rickety ending to a segment. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're gonna take uh, gonna take a little break here. And oh, that feels good. It's <laughs> all right. I just had a vision of my father. <laughs> And he used to say, I have Dunlap disease, my belly Dunlap over my pants, and then he would undo them. So, yeah, that just cracked me up. We warned <laughs> listeners at the start of this show every time. <laughs> yes. So, and, so anyway, uh, we do want to take a break for people uh, supporting us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash HOV podcast. Um, what it is is a tip jar. So um, if you... Um, Want to help uh, support uh, the de- development of the of this show and kind of help help some things along. Um, that's where you can, uh, uh, you know, help help do that. <laughs> this is totally off the cuff, folks. <laughs> this is not this is not actual written ad copy. <laughs> so um, we and- fly by the seat of our pants here in Ritual Studio, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well and. Well, and and at other studios as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so thirteen uh, percent of uh, what we uh, of what we yet will be don- donated to uh, uh, open source uh, projects that that we use. Uh, that this month that uh, that uh, spotlight is uh, Lib- LibreOffice, which we are actually looking at right now to read these notes. <laughs> Very spe very speciously typed notes. I, I must. I. I. This whoever wrote wrote these notes needs to be fired. So, um, <laughs> are we paying that guy? I got. I, I hope not. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that's why they're so speciously typed. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we we use that for. Um, it's a. Essentially, a drop-in replacement for uh, for Microsoft Office. So they they you know they got spread, spreadsheet and you know the uh, present presentation stuff. And so yeah, and well, you you don't you don't have to pay any money to use it. 
<laughs> so there's um so yeah um so yeah thank you leaper office <laughs> so anyway um stop it okay there we go all right <laughs> that was not lethal okay anyway all right so mo- moving on <laughs> we so- warn listeners at the start of every show <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we, we're making this up as we go along. So um, this, ne- this next uh, piece uh, actually comes from a listener uh, named Brad. And he sent, sent us in this uh, question. Uh, what is the future of our lives as inter- artificial intelligence begins to kick in? So I'm just... Um, I, I only want to cover the, uh, the pieces that are available to consumers because <laughs> there's a shit ton of, of, uh, development be, development work being, be, being done, but none, none of it, uh, is accessible to the average per- person. So I, I just kind of want to talk about this particular topic more from a Joe average or Jane average. <laughs> Kind kind of perspective, so um, the two so like uh, like the two main uh, categories we have here are the digital assistants like Alexa, Siri, and Google, whatever you know. They they seem to change the name of their digital assistants every two months. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, the more of the Internet of Things kind of category, like smart TVs or you know, like a or essentially a touchpad in your in your fridge, and you know this the net the Nest uh, ther- thermostat. So. Um, so start starting with the digital assistants. Do either, either of you have any experience? You, Sixty to, Minutes just did a big story on Google in general. How Google just who's monitoring Google? Mm-hmm. That's nobody. What, that's basically what the whole story was. Google can every can monitor every other thing like Facebook, um, Instagram, for example. Um, they can they can monitor those kind of things and google monitors the the those things and then who's monitoring google and how much information do they really have yeah exactly and how much of it is necessary but how much how much do we reveal about ourselves online without thinking about it also um we were to peter and his brother were having this and his brother-in-law were having this discussion about um, specifically Siri and, and Alexa and how, what they do. And so they decided that they were going to, um, some people they know were going to um, test it. And they just started talking about cat food. They don't have a cat. They just had a conversation about cat food. And they purposely did this. And sure enough, the next day, they started getting ads for cat food, cat litter, cat toys, cat. And they never said they had a cat. They just had Mm -hmm. a conversation about cat food to see how much Alexa was picking up. Mm -hmm. And apparently a lot. That's kind of scary. It's like Big Brother. It really is. It's like Big Brother. Um, It it is. There's no kind of about it. Oh, yeah. We are there. Um, in China, no, in Japan, it's Japan. Um, 
No, it is China. It is China. Where yeah, they're they, so close to each other. Whatever. Yeah. It's one of it's China or Japan. I'm pretty sure it's Careful, China. Careful, Icarus. I'm I'm pretty sure it's China. That they were talking about um, how now they don't have like a credit system. You can't get credit the credit cards, all that. They mm-hmm. don't have that kind of thing. But the government gives each citizen a certain amount of credit um, based on their, because they have cameras everywhere. They can spy on their people. And if like somebody litters, they're told, well, you just lost a thousand credits. This is going on. This is going on. And they're, and they're, it's like big brother, big time. And so the technology is out there and it's very, it's kind of scary. And um, I know my um, Peter's other brother, um, his wife is from China, and her parents came out here to take care of the new baby that they just had, and um, they're basically defecting. They're trying to get a citizenship here. Um, she has a sister who has a little kid, and they're coming for a visit next week and maybe they won't go back. Um, it's, it's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. So it's just kind of, a well, something to think about. I, you know, and, uh, the, the technology is out there. So. Yeah. I've, I've listened, I've listened, I, uh, I think I've I used the the Google one Google one like maybe twice. Um, Didn't we use Google to start this show a few times? No. So that was just for show. Yeah, yeah. We I, I, <laughs> I, actually I would I I only I only I only said that to see if it got if it uh, got a reaction from other people's devices. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Maybe so we, I'm, you should I'm, say, I'm, okay, I'm a... cat food, start the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah, that was a bit of a prank. So, um, <laughs> but, um, joke's I, on me because I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I've, uh, I, I've, I, yeah, I've used the Google Assistant thing like maybe one, one, once or twice, and it didn't work very well. So I'm like, oh well, whatever, you know. So I'm, and I went, went and checked back late later. There were there were like two or there there were I'd say there were like two seconds of room noise before you actually hear me say, you know, okay, Google. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did one, um, what with the, your, uh, uh, exp- the cat food experiment, did they actually call Alexa or were, or were they just have just, they were have- just having a conversation. They never said Alexa. They never said Surrey. They never said anything. They just decided they were going to test it. They came into the room and just had wow, a conversation about cat food. That's creepy. It is creepy. There was another story about that, about Alexa listening in on a conversation. So Alexa called 911. They were, they were, um, there was a, the a guy had a heart attack or something and Alexa called 911. That was wow. scary. That's scary. 
because they were lis- that, well, listening in on the listening in on the room. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, some... what was it? I mean, what was this? Per- what was like a family member like easily accessible from this person or something? I mean, I that, I don't know. I can actually I see that as a positive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the the particulars of that case. It was when it was right after Alexa first came out, and um, he never said Alexa, but he had a heart attack, and Alexa called nine one one. So, a little, yeah, yeah. a little freaky. It could be a positive if you if you signed up for that particular service, right? I understand that it's like life alert, you know. Right. Hey, I've fallen and I can't get up. I need help. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But just to have it arbitrarily, how did he know? How did Alexa know he was having a heart attack? How yeah. did he? How yes. did? How well, did Alexa did, know what was going on? Did, did, did they install like? Because because I know you can uh, now buy the those uh, cameras that that act that act as a like. A, I don't a, think there was so, a camera involved or anything. So I don't, oh. Yeah, I, but I don't know. I don't well, know well, the I know, particulars. Well I, well, I know they're like drop drop cameras that that are you know. That, but anyway, we're going to talk about those in a bit. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Um, I know that uh, my Peter was has this client, and she wanted a new doorbell, but she wanted the newfangled ones where you can see everything, and mm-hmm. she can you know she can see who's on her porch. She lives by herself. I don't blame her for wanting security. It was a big clusterfuck, and it's a big long story. But she got her damn doorbell finally two weeks later because um, the power. I don't know. They blew the blew the circuit the conductor that mm-hmm. that was supposed to be on so it took him so yeah peter was not amused he had to go up in the attic and actually find and it was like wired really funny and somebody had accidentally cut the wire so they had to fix that before they could hook up the doorbell but it was just it, it you know it, it amazes me the security that's out there now that you go up to somebody's door, hit the doorbell, and somebody's in, and they're like, "I see you. <laughs> I'm at work, but I see you." I see you. <laughs> you know, uh, it's really get away from my door. It's really kind of <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> freaky. It's kind of freaky. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I found this article. Uh, this is from GeekWire. Six-year-old girl accidentally, accidentally in quotes, order, orders $170 dollhouse and four pounds of cookies using Amazon's Alexa. Oh, wow. This uh, took place in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> so proving that everything is bigger in Texas. Uh, a, Dallas, a, a six-year-old Dallas girl talking to her family's new Echo Dot about cookies and a dollhouse ended up with the items in hand after Amazon's virtual assistant Alexa mistook the conversation as an order for the items. Megan Neitzel told Fox News that uh, she recently received the dot as a gift from her in-laws and that the device had not been hooked up for long when she overheard her kids telling it knock-knock jokes. Soon she received a confirmation email saying that her order for cookies and a dollhouse had been placed. It was a $170 kid craft dollhouse and 64 ounces, oh, wow. four pounds of cookies, 
Neitzel said, adding that she knew her daughter Brooke could be the only one to place such an order. The little girl did confess to discussing the items with Alexa, but not ordering them. Her mom has since activated a parental control feature that requires four <laughs> digits for all future purchases. <laughs> the family has been enjoying the cookies and is looking for a local charity to take the dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Alexa made more news a few days prior to this story when a video was trending on YouTube in which a small boy asked his Echo Dot to play something. And the device replied with porn-related phrases. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah. There are bugs to be worked out. <laughs> it's not perfect. <laughs> no, it's de- it's definitely in AI is definitely in the early adopter stage. I would say definitely early adopter. We're a long way from Skynet, so <laughs> yeah, we hope. <laughs> but it's just yeah, technology that's out there is scary enough. And what's coming is even more frightening because we're going to get better. Are we? <laughs> okay, that did, better is not the right word. But more advanced, probably. More advanced. More advanced. Um, as time goes on. I Okay, Peter and I were talking about what if we could... He's got baby fever, by the way, so um, ain't going to happen with me. But um, <laughs> we've been talking about you know the technology of taking blood from a man and a woman... And creating a baby from that. And they have the technology. Um, it's never been te- I don't think it's uh, been perfected on humans yet, obviously, because that you can't test that kind of thing on human subjects. Ethics. But, yeah. <laughs> but, Morals. Ethics. But it's an interesting thing to think well, about that the technology. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. The technology... Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. And so you have those, because then you're playing God, you know. Even the ones that, I hate this when I want a female child and I want it blonde hair, blue eyes. Designer babies. Mm -hmm. Designer babies. And to me, that just, so what, you're going to not take a baby because it's got brown eyes? And you're going to, what are you going to do with that combination? That's where I have the problem. Um, I think stem cells are a great, great idea, but where are you getting them from? And that's, that's where the dilemma is. And so just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. So, and I think, um, AI is a great example of that. Yeah. And the, the, the other one, the internet of things stuff were, um, there, I, I mentioned drop cameras, which are essentially web security web, web cameras. And, you know, they're in, in a lot of cases, these are simply something like a single chip that their sole function is to connect to a certain, to an API on a certain server. So there's no, and, um, I, I mentioned, I, well, I mentioned the, uh, the Nest ther- thermostat. Um, it wasn't, uh, what was it like a year or so ago, ago where Google dropped that project and said, said, suddenly there's all of the, there's all these ha- houses with 
you know, pretty pretty much bricks, th- you know, thermostats that are bricks because <laughs> they can't. The server that the, that they were programmed to connect to no longer exists. So sorry, you can't control the the, <laughs> the temperature in your house anymore. <laughs> so um, my my um, well, you don't have to worry about so, those damn kids messing with the heat anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That was the big argument in my house growing up. My don't mom, touch it. My mom would turn it. My mom would turn it up. My mm-hmm. dad would turn it down, and they were passive aggressive, fighting with each other, never saying a word. But my mom came into her room. She turned it up. My dad would come into her room. He'd turn it down. It wouldn't matter if it was on. If it was on seventy, he didn't care. He would turn it down just for principle. Um, no, no, his his uh, his his clicker thing went went off every guy has one yeah well he also had a brain tumor so that could have that could have uh uh, contributed but yeah he just yeah and it's not so much don't and he would tell me you know he would tell the kids don't touch it (laughs) but my mom she would turn it up he would turn it down turn it up turn it down it's like you know why don't you just communicate with one another and say hey i'm hot i'm cold and be done with it instead of having this thermostat war no, no, you, you actually get a small headache every every time that it's changed more than two degrees. So you know, <laughs> no, I'm 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 totally. Anyway, so it was a big argument in my house. So something like that would have probably been good. Yeah, may, well, may, maybe I I don't know. I have I have a lot of uh, st- like because uh, I. I, I have issues with incorporating this kind this kind of uh, tech technology because um, I, I know that well there's huge lights that you can can control and you know like uh, and so there there's a lot of like what you know new new ways to you know bring automation in, in, mm-hmm. into your house but they all have like network connectivity. Like that. That's that's part. That's their that that's their main function is connect to a certain <laughs> to a certain. So, if I lose connection, am I like to, to, you know? So I mean, the the internet does go out occasionally. <laughs> so um, I and 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 also you know all the companies that you know like well we've been, you know we've been talk, talking about google you know like what kind of in- information are they getting about you know inside your own fucking house right <laughs> well we were talking before the show about um workout routines and how noise doesn't bother me but my privacy is important i don't want people watching me um i don't want to be looked at when i'm working out that's why i don't go to the gym um one of the reasons so yeah, just the big brother aspect. And where where's there's an escape? Where can you actually be private mm-hmm. in your own home? Well, and 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 I'm I'm hoping that uh, there's more like like it, as far as like home aut- automation. Um, I'm I'm hope, hoping that there can be you know we figure out some kind of solution that that works off, you know works off of lo- local media that it's it e- even if you know if you run like you know say a, a thir- you know a network enabled thermostat or whatever and the 
company that uh, that made it go, goes under. You know, because com- companies go go away all 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 all, all the time. I mean, so can you? Can you make it in such a way that if the company goes away, that that will still that thermostat will still work? You know, this, so there, we we got a lot of uh, those kinds of uh, it, it issues that we're kind of working on. Well, what what are your th- thoughts um, on those kinds of devices? Well, we've been kind of all over the map with this question. So, uh, as far as Devices like you mentioned for like thermostats, my 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 immediate knee jerk uh, response to that is incorporated into the local utilities since they are municipal. In there theory, they are municipal. So make it a, you know put it in the hands of your your local the local area utility companies to make that something that they have to to maintain. That they have to monitor, and and upkeep, upgrade when it's time to mm-hmm. to do that, because you know, like you said, companies are here today, gone the next day, but a, a public utility is going to be around for the foreseeable future and beyond until we make that next great leap in. However, we treat water or deliver electricity, or maybe eventually, if the internet does become recognized as a public utility, yeah. then it should be in. I think it should be in a municipality uh, jurisdiction because it's for your it's for your it's for your citizens. Mm-hmm. It's for their public consumption. It's for their public use. It's like well, it's like a drinking fountain in in a public park. Yeah. Of course, drinking fountains in public parks don't always run, but <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> the idea. If you have one of those boxes on a public drinking fountain in a public park, you want it to work, right? So, in th- things like that, I, I can see possibly some benefit, but I think I think we're approaching, if we're not already there, in some ways, with having these digital assistants like the smart fridge. Yeah, uh, I went. I went to uh, w- one of the bigger, uh, you know, bigger uh, uh, home supply stores, and they had their smart fridges and their regular fridges. And, like, what's a dumb fridge? I mean, if it keeps your food cold, that's pretty damn smart to me. So, <laughs> I don't need to see. I don't need to have a screen yeah. in my fridge that you know an LED screen for all this stuff. It's a fridge. It's supposed to do one thing. <laughs> yeah, two things. Keep your keep your food either cold or frozen, and that is it. Maybe if you have an ice dispenser, that's another thing, or mm-hmm. if it gives you water. Yeah. But do you need to make everything a multimedia? And the collective view, of course. Do do these companies need to make everything a multimedia experience? Do I need to have a display feature on my fridge? Do I need to have a display feature on my stove? Do I need to have a display feature? On your toaster. On my toaster. <laughs> right. There's some things that, of course, where it makes sense in your cars where you have a navigation option mm-hmm. or think something like, like that. That I, I can see a benefit there. But putting it into a fridge, putting it into a sink, putting it into 
something where just be, like Scarlett said, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. Because do I want to pop up on my screen on my fridge saying, your broccoli is two days away from expiring. Please refresh now. Like, no. Fridge, stay out of my business and keep my food cold. <laughs> if I'm gonna, if I don't get around to eating the broccoli because I decided to go and have a pizza and eat it all and feel miserable, then that's my own choice, <laughs> not yours. Don't judge me, refrigerator. I actually, actually, um, uh, one of one of uh, on uh, Bill Nye's uh, new series, Bill Nye Saves the World. In the first, uh, the. The first season, they actually did a, an ep- episode on a, on AI, and ju- you know, just out of the uh, joke, they had this big this big unit with all these L- LEDs on on it, and uh, and it and uh, it they they called it a smart fridge, and so they had like a speaker on it, and he wanted ice cream. And and replied, I or I, I can't do the voice, but it's like I don't agree with you, Bill. You've it's like you've eaten too many calories, or, or some or something like like that, like making decisions about what he want what he wanted to eat. So yeah, yeah, like and to piggyback off of that, the digital assistants, I have three of them on my phone. I don't use a single one of them. I don't need an, I don't I don't need an assistant to to do that. I I don't need a digital assistant to say here's some results. Like no, I am perfectly capable of running my own search. I am perfectly capable of of doing stuff like that. I'm not willing to relinquish that to AI. And I don't see how that benefit this would benefit me. I don't. I the the option is there, sure. If I decide, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. But I don't want to have these ads t- catered to me. I don't want them tailored to me. I I already know what my interests are. I already know where to go. <laughs> I already know what to look for. If I want that pizza, I'm gonna go find it. If I want that salad, I'm gonna go find it. If I want the we are not going to be suck T-shirt, <laughs> I'm gonna go and order it. Oh yeah. So. I'm I'm sure there's are at least ten different varieties on Cafe Press. <laughs> the official one is on RussianMachine.com. But oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, but what are what are these assistants really trying to assist us with? Goes back to yeah. convenience. Yeah, I think it goes back to convenience. Yeah, and I think that. We're dumbing down society over time. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that we're doing any great favors. Technology is not doing any great favors at this point. Mm. We're too dependent on it. Some in some ways. In, in, some, in ways. some ways, yeah. In some ways, we are. I can see there in, in you know in certain instances where oh I I'm not sure if I left the stove on. Google turn off my stove. Right. Okay. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. don't get into the habit of always leaving your stove on and relying on Google to turn it off. Otherwise, one day that <laughs> your internet's going to go down, your yeah. stove will be on, and your house is going to be burned to cinders. Right. Like, but what happened? I have I have this assistant. Well, your assistant took the day off. <laughs> so. 
Or, or, or like in her, you know, I'm sorry, your, your assistant seeing someone else. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but think, but I don't know. It's not, it's not for me. I know that. And I know that it's not, it's not for me. Maybe it will be someday when I'm older and I have more of a need to, if I'm still independent, if I need to have that functionality and say, okay, Google next gen, uh, 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 submit my, um, my prescription order or update my prescription order to this dosage or something. I don't know, but now, now what if, what if you could change, change the prefix to computer? <laughs> we will i'm sure that well i think you can now call we your can assistants do that, whatever you want i think we can do that now where you can name your assistant whatever if i want to say i just i i, I just thought you know to give the star trek yeah spin there <laughs> but then i'd be speaking in fake scottish all the time so <laughs> i'd probably be answering the phone hello <laughs> <laughs> or hello computer <laughs> oh you're not computer <laughs> you're Steve <laughs> hi Steve <laughs> you're talking to your assistant again where she had you know you're, you're talking like Scotty from Star Trek oh yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I don't know uh, there has there's got to there, the practicality is there but um, the uh there's so many bells and whistles that bury the the bury that I think somebody's always going to take advantage and abuse. Um, oh yeah, the intent and give you the bells and whistles and hey, if you pay, you know, and people are going to pay for it because there's always those people who have to have the greatest and latest mm-hmm. and, and but just because you can doesn't mean you should and. I think that it's something to think about. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't need an Apple Watch. I don't need a smart TV. Uh, my I, dumb TV works just fine. Yeah. My dumb TV is getting dumber because now I can't see. I can't. It doesn't project in widescreen anymore. So, oh, <laughs> so like, uh, okay, maybe it might be time to start considering <laughs> an upgrade eventually. Does it still broadcast? Yes. Can I still watch TV? Yes. Can I still play video games on it? Yes. <laughs> so as long as that thing still runs and I still have I can still find a way to get a use out of it, there's no reason to spend the money for the latest and greatest, like you say. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be that disposable with my tech. And yeah. and that's a big issue right now where every oh yeah, everything refreshes on such a short cycle. Mm-hmm. Like no, no, I, I, I can't, I can't go there. Yeah, there's a lot of built-in obsolescence, where they, you know, every, every year they they come, they you know rev, rev up on another thing, and they're like, okay, we're not supporting the last one anymore. Why? It works, per- it works just fine. <laughs> so, but yeah. when I bought my phone last summer, the updated version of that phone came out, I believe, within three to four months, and. Just now, the company that uh, made this same phone is about to release the new version of the phone. But now the reviews are saying, well, 
if you got the refresh that came out three months after the original one last summer, you're not missing on anything with this one. So it's like, then what's the point? Yeah. Well, you're just dumping because it's new. Because it's new. Because it's new. Mm-hmm. You're just dumping all of these resources into this tech that you're not offering your consumer. You're not offering your consumer a reason to invest in it, other than the fact that it's new. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. Right. Exactly. I went to Lewis Black there for a second. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so, I mean, I would be uh, more uh, apt to use, like, the the assistance if if I wasn't sending, you know, if, if, you know, there's more more of a privacy-minded... Kind of thing. If I if I knew that all of this information wasn't going to be, you know, sold sold to the highest bidder, and you know, and that that kind of stuff, like uh, you know, uh, privacy and freedom loving solution, I'm always kind of aiming towards. So um, anyway, um, (laughs) I think um, I'm not quite sure if we've uh, answered uh, Brad's uh, question. But the, um, the future is uh, full of possibility. Yeah, and to be as vague and nondescript as possible, there's a lot of promise. There is a lot of hurdles. There is a lo- potentially some peril, or a lot of peril. But again, we're I think we're just really starting to see just the a glimpse of what this means for. Western society. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Yeah. Western very society. True. Yeah. So, uh, anything is possible. It, it all just depends on how society wants to adopt it or not adopt or embrace mm-hmm. this functionality, this technology or what have you. Well, and we're, and we're very much in the early adopter stage. So we can still, I mean, we can still, uh, kind of can, we, we can still control the direction that we, that, that we go on this. So sure. anyway, um, we're, we're kind of, uh, on a hard, on a hard, uh, dead, deadline here. So, um, I do thank you. F- uh, so we're going to go ahead and, uh, wrap, wrap this up here. So I do thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, we do appreciate any feedback, so please comment using the channels found on a contact page at hovpodcast.net. If you want to support the development of the show, please join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hovpodcast. And if you want to uh, keep up to date with us, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or TuneIn. 